Hey <laughs> And welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk 30. This week, we are doing part two of Your Mental Health Matters. And we are joined by Dr. Keo Ford Sinhill. And I'm just going to introduce her very briefly. And she is a product of the University of the West Indies, having studied at both the Mona and Cavehill campuses. From UE, she has attained Bachelors of Medical Sciences, Bachelor of Medicine, Bachelor of Surgery, and Doctor of Medicine in Psychiatry. She is currently a senior registrar at the Psychiatric Hospital who has a passion for mental health promotion. Dr. Ford Sinhill is married with one daughter. Welcome. Smart, smart. Thank welcome. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yes, welcome. My pleasure. Yes. So we're going to get right into it. Basically, we just want you to tell us what are some of the most prevalent mental health issues affecting persons in our age group? I would say between 25 and 40. And then you could probably just give us a brief explanation of what they are. Okay. So in Barbados particularly, I would say in our age group, the most common ones would be like depression, anxiety, and then substance use disorders so whether that is marijuana cigarettes so nicotine cannabis alcohol mm -hmm. any of those i would say that those are like the most prevalent ones in our age group that you would normally see persons coming to us for mm -hmm. um so when people say okay when they hear anxiety they just think oh okay a little nerves you get anxious okay yeah. but i don't there is a certain level of anxiousness or nervousness that is normal for everybody right. mm -hmm. depending on the situation you have to speak publicly you have mm -hmm. to do an interview yes you get anxious you get nervous mm -hmm. that's normal the problem comes when as i tell persons for all mental health disorders is when it starts to affect your functioning mm -hmm. so when it gets to the point where you being anxious you're feeling your heart is racing you're sweating your stomach upset all the tension in your neck, your back, your hands, all your muscles, and you having a headache and you can't think clearly. Mm -hmm. And this is affecting you in terms of work, even at home, that sort of thing. Then you really, and you start to actually worry about everything. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. While everybody may not have all of those symptoms, when you start to realize that it's severe enough, then that would be considered because there's a spectrum of anxiety disorders. So you have like mm -hmm. generalized anxiety disorder, which would be kind of what I was describing in terms of worrying about everything, having difficulty sleeping, difficulty concentrating, and feeling very nervous, and all these symptoms that I was speaking about in terms of the heart racing and stuff. And then there's stuff like, um, well, previously, because we have a, a manual of, a diagnostic manual that we use, um, Things like post-traumatic stress disorder would have fallen under that, but now they've taken it out of anxiety and put it in its own category. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, a lot of symptoms are kind of similar, so mm -hmm. not sure the reasoning for that, but we have to follow what they say. And um, then there's like social anxiety because there are persons who have these symptoms when they're in social situations, when they have to go in public and that sort of thing and be in crowds and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So those ones would be the anxiety disorders. And then like phobias and stuff falls kind of in that category as well. So 
when people say, okay, I am afraid of clones, like, people laugh at it, but, like, you don't really understand how that person's oh, that feeling, feeling inside on the inside, yeah. when they see a clone, mm. like, and a lot of the times it happened, you know, when they were younger, they didn't have a good experience mm. with it, and to this day, as an adult, they d- don't bring no clone to the child party, because <laughs> yeah. I can run for the hills, yeah. and there are people who are afraid of balloons. The most common ones would be phobias mm. of, like, <laughs> phobias of, like, um, needles and blood mm. and that sort of thing. Those are the most common ones, as we all know, because... I tell persons, I think my first experience was when I was a student in Jamaica and I was at the hospital downtown. So I mean like real bad men coming in the mm-hmm. and them coming in mm-hmm. after them get stabbed and shoot and all sorts of things. And I trying to pull up IV for you and oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then, but you just got stabbed. But it's a real thing. Yeah. And so then, of course, a lot of people, depression, now everybody, you know, you're accustomed to people saying, oh, I feel depressed. Yeah. But yeah. I tell people it's a lot more than just the mood. Mm-hmm. Like depression, yes, you feel, you may feel sad or down mm-hmm. right now, but tomorrow you might not necessarily feel that way. Right. But for depression, this is a sustained feeling for the majority of the day. Okay. So it's mm-hmm. either for the criteria you either have to feel mm-hmm. down, depressed, or sad for the entire day, or you have a loss of interest in the activities that you would have once enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Oh, so okay. you have guys who used to play, if, let's say you used to play football every evening with the fellas, and then now you don't even want to see football on TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're right. not interested mm-hmm. in doing anything like that. You used to like reading, you used to like dancing and you don't want to do any of those things anymore you don't find any pleasure in doing it and in addition to those then the other symptoms in the criteria would be difficulty concentrating a change in your appetite so whether that is more or less and and with that would come weight gain or loss and i mean it's unintentional weight loss not mm-hmm. like our unintentional weight gain but not like i mean we all know during the pandemic that we was eating the whole creamery ice cream so we're not gonna like say <laughs> we don't know where the tampons come from because we know where it come from <laughs> but this this person these people really just can't control it they're mm-hmm. not they're not able to their appetite has changed so it's either that they're eating less or eating more they're sleeping less or more mm-hmm. or having difficulty falling asleep or difficulty staying asleep because there are different types of insomnia, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the, the one that everybody obviously worries about, which is suicidal ideations. Mm-hmm. And there's a spectrum where that's concerned as well because I tell persons, yes, you have, you have thoughts of, some persons may have thoughts where they actually say, I want to hang myself. Mm-hmm. But there are persons who just say, I wish I just don't wake up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or I wish I could walk in the sea and don't come back. Mm-hmm. And no. I, wish, I wish I could get away from all of this. Yeah. So they want to die their death wishes, but they don't actually want, want to kill, kill, them, kill, kill themselves. Right. Yeah. And people don't think about that as suicidal as well, right? But yeah. those are all on the spectrum of suicidal ideations and then sometimes persons with depression actually physically start to move slower like you would say but her body isn't she 
very sluggish. Why he? Why? Why? Why she? Why she pecking? She got a pep and she stepping no more. Why she don't yeah. come along? But they literally are moving slower because they may not even realize it, but other persons will realize. But she real slow. What going on? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I had mentioned the difficulty concentrating as well. So like you have persons who can't even watch the whole in the news. They can't read an entire article because you can't focus. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then when you get to substance use disorders, the thing about it, <laughs> what what makes it difficult in Barbados, obviously, is the culture. So yeah. we yeah. are the home and birthplace of rum. Mm-hmm. And there are as many churches as there are rum shops in Barbados. Yeah. And we all know this. I mean, I don't be ashamed to tell people my uncles and them used to got me in the shop all the time. <laughs> and I, I come from a family of addicts in terms of alcohol on both sides. Well, that they're not shocked when they see this, but that's the truth. <laughs> and so, drinking is normal yeah, in Barbados. Yeah, like, you know, being wasted is like a rite of passage. But is again, yes, binge drinking is a problem. But again, as I said, is when these things start to affect your functioning is when we have a problem. Obviously, we generally don't want you to use alcohol. You know, I mean, an occasional drink is fine. Yeah. Um, but drinking the entire bottle of wine <laughs> every day is a problem. Right. <laughs> the day that you drink a, a bottle of wine and you're not going to drink another one until, like, next month or next two months, that's okay. I'm not going to – I ain't going to judge you. You're going through something. Just drink the wine. But um, <laughs> when you do it, you're doing it on a daily basis and you are neglecting your – um, obligations so mm-hmm. is affect you're coming because what happens a lot of the time where you start to realize people will be they start to come late to work because they can't get up they will just not be producing as much as they should so they're not handing in their mm-hmm. stuff by the deadlines um you're supposed to pick up the child and you don't think about oh shoot five o'clock on you even think twice about the fact that you actually supposed to be picking up your child and you in the shop drinking with your friends and then they start to get they get very defensive when persons speak to them about uh-huh. they're realizing that their use of the substance is increasing so whether that is cigarettes or marijuana or alcohol or prescription medication painkillers anything like that they usually get very defensive about it um, they start to use more and more of it because you don't get the same high from the same amount. So you might start off smoking two spliffs yeah. and feeling mm-hmm. good, and then you realize you have to be smoking 20 spliffs in a day in order to feel yeah, the way. Yeah. 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 And, of course, with increased use, there's more effect. It more affects your functioning at that point. Yeah. So those are just a brief... overview of the more common ones because i mean people you know everybody hears schizophrenia and bipolar but those are a whole nother discussion and i wouldn't (laughs) say that they're necessarily the most common ones in our age group Mm -hmm. i actually didn't even think of substance abuse being in the category of but but it's it's now that you've said it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because even when like something is wrong, so if you even try to express yourself to somebody, because this happens to me often, 
oh, you need a drink. Let me go for, like, I don't need a drink. No. Yeah. <laughs> you drink it, let me feel bad. When I wake up the next day, I can still be going through. Exactly. I got this bad mm-hmm. habit of when I started to feel anxious and my head, like, a lot of those symptoms that you know call, <laughs> I deal with. <laughs> and I have a bottle of paracetamol now next to my bed. And I just be like, oh, another headache, two more parts. Right. right. Like, to the point, I was mm-hmm. telling somebody the other day, like, I I need to stop taking these tablets yeah. like this. Yeah. Like, and I don't mm-hmm. know if, I don't want to say it's because of COVID, but COVID definitely, like, made a lot of things worse. But Everything. it's getting to the point now where it's like, what else can I do? Because actually taking this mm-hmm. medication, and I would never think of it as substance abuse. It's like, paracetamol, harmless, like, my hair to me, to me, that's paracetamol. She's ignorant. A lot of people think about Think of it that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing is that I will caution you that taking the paracetamol for the headache over and over actually causes more headaches. Well, after what? <laughs> so that's just an aside for everybody. <laughs> yeah. The more painkillers you take, the worse the headache actually gets. So you try not to take it well, unless you have to. Have to. Yeah. So for these conditions that you just mm-hmm. just went through, is there like a middle ground in terms of dealing with it? Because I am not therapy person i i mean it crossed my mind a couple times should i talk to somebody or just you know try to fight through life goes on whatever i just can't see myself coming to tell a therapist like i can't do it i can't even do that with people that i like friends with so (laughs) funny enough you might actually do better speaking to somebody who doesn't know you Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell persons you can get through a depressive episode without medication, without counseling. Um, but it's gonna take you like a year, mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to if you actually if you go to someone yeah. and because I, I tell persons there is no harm in getting the assessment because yeah. it doesn't mean that you're gonna be on medication. Right. It doesn't mean that. Because there are some persons who come and they're like, I just don't feel like myself. And mm-hmm. when they come and you do the assessment, you're like, okay, well, you don't actually meet the criteria for depression. You don't meet the criteria for anxiety, but it's clear that you're going through something. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. you may just be having difficulty adjusting mm-hmm. right now. Because that's another thing, adjustment disorder. I guess our diagnosing of adjustment disorder has increased during the pan- this yeah. period. I don't even want to call the word. This period of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so adjustment disorder is when you when there's a, a identifiable cause, but you don't necessarily meet the criteria for depression or meet the criteria for anxiety. But So it's a stressful period in your life. Okay, you lost your job or you, a breakup or the death. Well, mm-hmm. all right, let me not get into grieving. That's a different <laughs> topic. Um, so then we diagnose you with adjustment disorder. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be on medication. You might very well just need therapy. Mm-hmm. And I tell people to not be afraid of therapy, honestly. And there's and there's levels to this. I keep saying, I tell people everything for us is on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So you can start with, I tell people for sure you need to have a trusted friend or loved one somebody that you can vent to mm-hmm. even if that is all you're doing yeah and somebody mm-hmm. you go to when you don't feel good mm-hmm. right and then you could if depending on your religious persuasion religious leaders some not all mm-hmm. are very good at counseling and the the good ones also know when problems are beyond them mm-hmm. okay. right mm-hmm. and then you can there's life coaches 
in vogue topic as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's life coaches, there are mentors, there are counselors, and mm-hmm. then there are psychologists. And then there's when you get to you need these psychiatrists. Right. Can you just tell us the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist? For sure. And I feel like I've been doing this through the whole of this since <laughs> last year. <laughs> and it's a common it's a common yeah. thing because people uh, a lot of people don't, don't understand. Know, yeah. Um so so let's say it's easier for me to explain what I do to so that you can understand the difference. So I'm a medical doctor as a psychiatrist. I can treat everything from urinary tract infection to pneumonia, but I choose I chose to specialize in mental health disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell people to be honest, I really didn't enjoy anything else except maybe pediatrics. Mm-hmm. Despite being a mother, mm-hmm. I do not like dealing with parents that much so <laughs> I realized that was not for me exactly. that was not for me and I liked obstetrics again vaginas are not for me <laughs> so I liked I really enjoyed psychiatry and honestly I enjoyed my job like we there is never a day that is the same right and I mean that in a very good way not even weird like um so i specialize in mental health disorders but we still at psychiatric hospital all the doctors still have to treat everything because Mm -hmm. we have persons who are actually chronic patients and residents at the psychiatric hospital unfortunately um and so i prescribe i can prescribe medication part of my job when you come to me is to do the assessment and to determine whether what is going on with you is due to a mental cause Mm -hmm. or a physical cause Mm -hmm. so is it Mm -hmm. that you had a stroke and then really a minor stroke and didn't really realize and that is why you're now having these thoughts and that's why this person is behaving that way is that common yes the young people well not common in young people but can happen (laughs) we've had young persons who've actually presented you know with changes in their behavior and all sorts of stuff and then maybe actually and we say you know this isn't quite fit what you expect to see mm-hmm. and when we do investigations so we will do blood investigations radiological investigations so we'll send you for a ct of your brain mm-hmm. especially for somebody who's mm-hmm. now coming for the first time and sometimes mm-hmm. you know they may have a brain tumor and that's what causes. Okay. thank you you know right now <laughs> I know that's always in my head and yeah. I know somebody that, that yeah. happened to this yeah. year she we, was she was seeing snakes and stuff in her head her husband wasn't sure mm-hmm. what was wrong and they took her to the doctor and found out she had a tumor exactly yeah so our job is to decide well to investigate and figure out is this purely a mental health issue or is this a physical issue is it because your thyroid is out of whack when we do mm-hmm. the blood test is it because you have your sodium or your potassium or something is off so that's what we we are it's 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 medicine mm-hmm. right um and we do do some form of psychotherapy just because resources are limited in barbados so the, in terms of the talk therapy but you know our job is mostly the medication and stuff. So when you say psychotherapy, I just want yeah. I want the listeners to understand everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what these psychologists mean? mostly do psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. So psychotherapy involves what you would normally think about when you think about a shrink or or counselor that you see on TV oh, okay. laying down on the couch, which they really don't do <laughs> okay. anymore. It's mostly sitting. You might be sitting mm-hmm. on a couch still, but not usually. But that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, psychologists would usually have done in Barbados to 
practice as a psychologist, you would have done your a bachelor's in psychology, but mm-hmm. also you would have to do a master's in clinical psychology or counseling psychology. And then you can go as far as to do your PhD. So they may very well have the title of doctor as well. But mm-hmm. in Barbados, they can't prescribe medication. There are okay. parts of the U.S. where they have PhD. Psychologists have limited prescription um, abilities. Mm-hmm. That's not where they want it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they can do that to a certain extent for certain things. Um, but they mostly do talk. Therapy, mm-hmm. which is the psychotherapy. So it's helping you develop coping mechanisms, helping you to change the way you think mm-hmm. in terms of automatic negative thoughts and that sort of thing when it comes to depression and anxiety or to change the way you react and behave mm-hmm. in a situation. So they help you just to get your life in order and change it a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, change the way you okay. think, change the way you act. And okay. so that's mm-hmm. why these psychologists does but we all work as a team um because okay. like as i tell people psychiatric hospital for sure and <laughs> even there's a psychiatric department at qeh but some people didn't know as well because that's that. the one thing i realized since um last year is that a lot of persons don't actually know how to access yeah, mental uh-huh. health services yeah, yeah. in barbados mm-hmm. um but we could talk about <laughs> well, I actually want to piggyback mm-hmm. off of what you and Latoya were saying, but in two parts. Mm-hmm. She mentioned that, like, sometimes she would talk to somebody and they said, you need a drink, let's go <laughs> and have a drink. So I had a friend that had very bad anxiety. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is my responses used to trigger them. So where I thought oh. I was being kind... Right. It was like, no, that's not helping. So I wanted to find out from you, because I might be somebody that might tell Latoya, mm-hmm. oh, let's have a drink. Mm-hmm. That obviously is not working for her. So right. my question really is, how do I assist her as a friend? Okay. I tell people you have to meet your friend or relative where they're at. Okay. Right? So it's what do they need from you? So initially, because obviously there are different scenarios, but sometimes they may just need you to listen. And I tell a person that is one of the biggest things most of the time. It's mm-hmm. literally to listen. If they ask for your opinion, mm-hmm. you can give it, mm-hmm. but respectfully understand that they don't have to take the advice. Okay. But you can give your opinion. Just don't expect that the person is going to change whatever to your liking just like that. And be non-judgmental. So you have to let them know and do it and mean it. That whatever they say, you're not judging them. I am here to listen to you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they may not even need to listen. It's just to show up and be present Mm -hmm. when they need you. And sometimes it may be to just sit down and watch something on netflix together <laughs> and doing you, don't you, you don't talk you yeah. don't anything <laughs> just, just sit there it may be to hold their hand and encourage them to go to speak See to help. a professional yeah. and it mm-hmm. may be you going with them to the first couple of sessions till they're comfortable mm-hmm. um it may be doing the yoga class with them or a yoga video on youtube or something mm-hmm. to you know to help them cope and exercise is always good so you do you you have to meet them where they're at. You can't force them. So, <laughs> you can't force them to so go my, or do anything. Mm-hmm. 
So my question is for Will Shimura. If, you know, you talk to him on the phone and say, you know, I'm feeling anxious today mm-hmm. and they don't say anything else, do I ask them, what can I do to help? Definitely. Or, okay, so just don't say I'm feeling anxious today and just say, okay, you'll get back to it. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Worst thing you can do is to say, you can be all right. Like we we do that all I the feel time. It's a cultural thing, and so it deter you from even bringing it up sometimes. It because okay. even what you just said about other things people can do, I can be very honest. Like I had, there was a Sunday. It was just like my head was all over the place, and I asked my partner for mm-hmm. a hug, mm-hmm. and he had just come from the gym, and he was like, "I sweaty." And I burst into like, tears, and he was so confused, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I know that's I was probably like, you. Yeah. Like, you just, just can't help me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he, he just, he yeah. couldn't, he yeah. came in the bedroom after, but I'm sorry, yeah. I just, I didn't mean anything by it, I just didn't yeah. understand, like, how yeah. important it was for you to get a hug in this moment. So, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. glad that, yeah. he, that he came, came. after mm-hmm. and said something, he was so <laughs> confused. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> a lot of people don't know, a lot of people don't know how to react, you know, they're like, um... Okay. <laughs> and if I could just add the challenge, because we always have this conversation. I mean, not necessarily in relation to mental health. Mm-hmm. Like the older generation, like then we try to even just say to your parents, like, I think parents feel like because we're children, we don't have problems. No, you like, don't. Even like, though we're 30 something, it's like, what you, yeah, like, are you saying to tell my father that he anxious? What you got, like, what you got to be anxious <laughs> What you what got to be depressed I can't wait till you got things that I need to deal with. Yeah, you ain't got problems. You don't see problems yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I that think is so true. Yeah. How how would you or what would you say to us when we're trying, you know, to communicate to the older generation like what we're going through because they are the most dismissive ones. <laughs> they, are. they are. They are. I mean not all, but yeah. Most of them are because they have been taught and it's ingrained in them to just man up or woman up and push through pushing yeah and they expect everybody to do that and they feel like generations after them are just weak Mm -hmm. because we're in touch with our feelings (laughs) and we i'm like you know what i'm just i just cannot deal with that Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you just have to you i tell people you express especially as an adult you express to your relatives and the older generation how you are feeling that is your business if you do that is their business mm-hmm. if they do not want to understand mm-hmm. i will explain it to you again <laughs> i will bring a friend to explain it to you i will let my doctor explain it to you i will give you a pamphlet but if after all of that you still not getting it that's where i just gotta draw the lane and we gotta create boundaries because you are bringing me down you don't understand i will love you from afar and when I'm in a better space, we could continue. But Grace you just need to understand. Is, yeah. It's very Top major. tier. Yeah. <laughs> it's the key to survival. Yes. yes. Wow. It is the key. And I tell people, you know, don't use it as an excuse to be unmanly and antisocial. Yeah. That's not what I'm telling you. <laughs> but you have to, people have to respect your wishes and the way you live your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I respect you. I love you. Because, I mean, like, we all have those family members. I respect you. I love you. But I don't need to be around you all the time. Mm-hmm. And no, do not tell me what to do with my child. 
no. <laughs> <laughs> you do not get to have a say in in my career choice. And if I decide that I don't, yeah, I decide that I do not want to be a teacher anymore and I want to go and be an artist, you are supposed to support me. You are yeah. not supposed to be like, well, you went to school and eight years to go and do that for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes it worse, you know. Yes. And that is what would cause even depression and anxiety in some people. It's very and true. And people don't realize that. I mean, you're free to have your opinion, but then to do it to a point where, like, the drill it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what are you doing? Drill it in. Yeah. And I'm like, so. it's just awful. Honestly, it is very eye-opening how the lack of support that mm-hmm. a lot of people have, mm-hmm. and they are in very toxic families. It is, mm-hmm. It's amazing. And culturally, as you said, that's just how it is. And, you know, that's why I'm big on educating people. And finding out ways that people can just understand. That's why I'm vocal with, I can be vocal with my, but we live together, so I had no choice but to tell him certain things. Right. I can talk to my mother. Um, but, you know, you can only try. And people mm-hmm. like you and Rashid who are using their platforms to educate people, I yes. just hope you can continue to do that because mm-hmm. we need to change the trajectory of how we discuss and deal with mental health in Barbados. Yeah. That is one of my pet peeves. I tell people <laughs> there is no health without mental health. Yeah. I am sorry. The head and the body go together. Mm-hmm. And it goes the other way. If you do not take care of your body and your physical health, it will affect your mental, mental health, health. Mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And you need to be whole. You are a whole person. You want to be whole. A whole exactly. healthy person. Yeah. I think we need three-day work week. <laughs> no, I honestly, <laughs> no, I think it is. Yeah, they work in five and six days. That's not good for your mental and physical I could draw the line at four. Yeah. I, I tell people. I hope, yeah. really. I hope the world goes in that weekend. direction. Yeah. Be, uh, no, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you can because by you can push. Sahara, you do your chores and whatever, exactly. run right around, do your things, things, and you got real responsibility. And then Sunday, you're doing preparing for Monday. For Monday, you have literal one day. Then when you got your little side hustle and all kind of thing, like it's just correct. Correct. I, I agree with you. Four days. I like four days. You can push. I could push. I could give you my all for four days. Yeah. Knowing that I'm gonna have three days you know, to do what I need to do, you don't really do no work on Friday anyway. I mm-hmm. say that like Friday's least productive work day, so what is we here? I mean, obviously we are still in a panorama. Mm. <laughs> and volcano <laughs> Yeah, we got all yes. sorts of ramas going on. Um, so obviously, some of us have been going back to work. We're transitioning to going back to the office and that type of stuff. So my last question would be, how would you like to tell the viewers they can manage, like, stress and anxiety post- Well, I can't even say post-COVID because we're still in it. it, It's not going anywhere. Um, So the first thing I always (laughs) tell persons is control what you can control Mm -hmm. and just accept that there are things you cannot control and that makes a humongous difference because we cannot control how long this is going to last we -hmm. can't control other person's behaviors we can't control the economy we can't control a lot of things what you Mm -hmm. can control is protecting yourself Mm -hmm. and your environment and your family so you follow the protocols and you wear the masks, you physically distance, not socially, physically distance as much as possible. You rest when you need to rest. You only leave home when you need to leave home. If you choose to leave home, those are the things protect 
yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. When you do that, it makes a huge difference. It don't make sense worrying about everybody else because you can't make everybody else behave. You can't. Yeah. I just went to Florida, and you definitely can't make everybody. <laughs> you're like, you're like, wait. I did. Well, we I did. You really cannot make everybody else behave. Yeah. We know that them is lose their minds out there. Yep. The other things are eating a healthy diet. It is very important. There's no specific diet for mental health. It's just eating a healthy, balanced diet. Exercise, whatever form that is for you. It may be just turning on your favorite playlist and dancing hard for half hour. <laughs> Have your own sound home party. <laughs> <laughs> Have a trusted friend or relative, partner, somebody. Have a per- your person mm-hmm. that you can go to when you are feeling that you're in difficult times. Um one of my biggest ones is to take breaks from social media because I love social media. I tell persons that I love it. I use it for the tool that it should be, but there are days when it is too much mm-hmm. and yeah. my phone stays turned down like that. And if you want me, you call me. If not, well, you obviously didn't want me bad enough. <laughs> um, she is a big believer in this. She is. Yes. <laughs> so you take breaks from social media because I tell people, remember, people only show you what they want to show you. Thank the persons. You. So you sitting down there saying, oh, my gosh, I am 35 and I am married and I got no children. And look, she got husband. She got two children. Oh. Them just build a house. Mm-hmm. Them just buy a new car and whatever. And their fridge is empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like their fridge is empty they do not even speak they sleep yeah, in separate bedrooms <laughs> you don't know you don't know so, yeah take a break from social media follow trusted news sources and do not overwhelm yourself mm-hmm. with news about covid and the ash and yeah. this and <sighs> the previous u.s president and all that you know <laughs> like you, you just gotta tell you tell yourself all right i'm gonna take a break yeah. and seek help when you feel like you really need it mm-hmm. yeah. and don't be afraid to seek out those are my those are my biggest takeaways i could tell you a lot of other things mm-hmm. but those are the things that i think are really really important for our age group particularly and take a break when you need it rest when you need to rest do not be afraid to take a mental health day if you have sick days for a reason i'm not <laughs> telling you to just go and get two weeks sick leave because you want to go and frolic i'm telling you but <laughs> if laying down on the beach is going to help you recharge yeah. and bring you back to being more productive at work and in a better mental health space i got you <laughs> yeah. In my previous job, we actually used to take mental health days all the time. Yeah. We just used to call I actually in think as a sick day. Like, but we, that but was the code among us. Like, I need a mental health day. I'm not coming here tomorrow. Correct. Like, you would send it in as a sick day. And then go right on the farm. But I think that like, was really should. Right, because if I had uh, put, I needed a yes. break, my boss would be like, well, well work, you girl, could need, aren't you physically yeah. sick? You better come to work. Yeah. So, and that is a problem. That's a whole nother culture that we got to change. Yeah. yeah. Whole nother discussion. <laughs> yes. yeah. Maybe in the world. Yes. That is a whole nother discussion. Yeah. Yep. But take mental health days. The doctor says so. We take them. I encourage you to take them. This was yeah. very informative. It was. Absolutely. I really enjoyed this discussion. Good. You got to come back. It's true. Oh my goodness. That's easy. As, it, as you said, I love mental health promotion. So anything that I can do to get the word out there, because I tell people, again, I'm not getting any money from this. Mm-hmm. I work for the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is my passion. So. Yeah. Yes. Can you share, like, your IG handle? I think you have a page. I do. Um, Dr. K.O. Sykes. So that's D-R-K-E-O-P-S-Y-C-H. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because my other one is my personal page. <laughs> <laughs> if you're my Don't friend, it's not her a personal page. Follow <laughs> the business page. Also, there is the Barbados <laughs> Association of Psychiatrists. We relaunched this year as well. So you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. That's Barbados.Associ. So that's A-S-S-O-C dot psychiatrist. Um, that's Instagram. Right now. And then the Barbados society of psychologists i might have it wrong but their page is also very very active and their facebook page actually has a list of like all of their members and what their specialties in terms of children trauma all of that yeah and their contact numbers their qualifications everything so their their facebook page is very very nice that's useful information because you don't know where to look exactly (laughs) you you don't you don't have access to these things yep well, thank, thank you. you very much for joining us. The conversation was definitely insightful, and Good. I hope that the viewers learned something and that we all walk away better able to cope and help our friends cope with yeah. these challenges. Good. So thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. you. It was really nice being here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got close. <laughs> yes, Leticia. <laughs> That's how I am. I'm like... It was yeah. so good that yeah. again, I had a close. But anyway, so thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode of Let's Talk 30. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. You can find us on all of the po- podcast platforms. We have Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and you can follow us on IG at Let's Talk 30.bb. Always remember, life is too short to live counting the years. So if you're on your journey to or through 30, Enjoy the ride!